0: Your calendar needs to be filled with activities that intentionally and purposefully move you in that direction. You fill your calendars. Show me your calendar and I'll show you what you value. Recently, I've built the best mastermind coaching program that exists for fitness professionals by giving you the shortest, no BS path to grow to six, seven, and even eight figures regardless of your starting level. My coaching was designed to give you the skills, systems, and support to become an industry mover and shaker and build the business and life of your dreams. Welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast. This is Adrian here, Vince's younger brother. And uh, we have just spent the weekend celebrating Vince's 44th birthday. We had uh, a great workout, a couple great workouts, great food, and a wonderful time with family. All the things that make life meaningful. And so Vince, happy birthday. We are glad you're here, brother. For today's episode, we decided to do a replay. And it is a solo episode that I did about eight months ago. It is one of our highest downloaded episodes. Bedrock Monday episodes, and it is kind of the synthesis of, at the time, almost 30 podcast uh, interviews we had done with successful men, whether they were authors, executive directors, fitness gurus, wherever they came from, we found that they all followed a similar pattern. And that was they had crystal clear answers to two questions. And we're going to dive into those questions in today's episode. We hope this episode serves you, gives you an opportunity to reflect on these two questions, and so let us dive right in. Just before we do that, one final reminder: Bedrock Cohort 007 is closing for enrollment on Wednesday of this week. That uh, somewhere between 24 hours and 48 hours from when perhaps you're listening to these words, and if you have been thinking about a life of more consistency, a life of more discipline, a life of more intentionality, this is an opportunity for you. One of the things that I'm hearing as I'm chatting with men who are joining our our tribe, is they are so great at starting, so great at uh, committing to the goal, much harder to sticking. And so if you are tired of starting plans and then falling off the wagon after two or three weeks and then feeling awful about yourself and you'd like to establish some habits that are more permanent and long-lasting, this might be the time to make a change, surround yourself with some better systems, that are going to hold your commitment to the result. That link is in the show notes. Take a look. I would love to see you inside. Now, without any further ado, enjoy today's episode. And we're celebrating. I don't know why we chose 27. 27 seems like a good enough milestone for me to come on the other side of the microphone and share some thoughts that that I've sort of collected through these conversations. And we have had 27 of these conversations. We've interviewed guys from all walks of life, authors, entrepreneurs, ex-teachers, pastors, lawyers, all sorts of men. And part of what has made this process so exciting to me is establishing new relationships. When they said yes, the word that many of them used when you said like, hey, would you like to come on and have a conversation? Many of them used the word honor. Yeah, brother, it'd be an honor. And the word honor means to hold in high respect, to extend high respect. And I think that's what it feels like when you have a conversation with someone. You say, hey, I would love to talk with you. You're holding them in respect. And so in turn, they brought their best. And I have just loved these conversations. You know, why did we choose them? That was sort of a question. Why did we reach out? And we wanted men who were fit, who took care of their physical fitness. We wanted men who lived with discipline. We wanted guys who challenged the status quo. And so we were looking for guys who had a little bit of uh, some layers to them. And and when they came on the show, we framed our conversations. And this is what I want to spend some time talking about today. There were two big questions that I asked. One had to do with vision and one had to do with structure. And those two questions are, are intricately linked. And it's so important we discuss them together. The first question I would always ask is, what's a day in your life look like? I'm going to talk about that question in a minute. But the second question, the question I always ended with, was describe the ideal man. Give us the vision that you hold of the ideal man. And we got all, I asked them to name the the ideal man. What would you call that ideal man? And we got all sorts of answers. Cool answers, right? Like some guys said, the superhuman father. Two guys, actually. We had the reflective father. We had the fully realized man. We had the man in the arena. We had the kingdom man, the friendship man. Our guest last week said, uh, uh, Jay Ferrugia said, the badass mother, and I don't normally swear. His quote is so good, so I'm going to drop my first on-air F-bomb, but he called him the badass motherfucker, right? That's what Jay called him, and I just love the name. And then Dan Go said, you know, I can't give that man a label because all men are so much more than a single label. And so whatever you call this man, I think this is really, really, really important. Do you have a clear vision of the person who you're trying to become? Who are you chasing? Right? Like, Who's the image of the man who you are chasing? What does he look like? What does he wear? What's his posture? Like, I'm going to be a cliche English teacher here. I am an English teacher. I've been an English teacher for 16 years. And so I talk to my students a lot about imagery. An imagery is when an author will paint a picture of something in the reader's mind using their words. And so I think it's important that every man does that. If you are trying to become a certain type of person, you have to have a clear image of what he looks like. So I want to actually ask you to do that. Let's think about this for a second, right? Let's start with the man. I'm not going to make you close your eyes, but let's start with that man on the beach. Imagine that guy on the beach. What does he look like? Does he take his shirt off? If he takes his shirt off, what's he got? What's he packing? (laughs) Right? Sun's out, guns out. What's what does he look like when he's at the beach? What's his energy like? Right? Is he collapsed into one of those little folding chairs on his phone? Or is he the guy out in the waves, diving in the waves with his kids? What about the relationship between him and his wife? Are they laughing? Are they talking? Are they, is he digging a sandcastle? Is he digging a hole that with his kids? What's he doing? How does he look? What's his energy like when he's on the beach? Can you see that man? How about that same guy? When you're thinking about this man in the workplace. You know what I mean? Like, how does he dress? Um, in the workplace, what's his reputation? What do other people say about him? Does he gossip? Does he sit around with everybody else and when they're complaining about the boss, is like, yeah, I hate this, hate this job, man, all this. Or is he the boss? Does he have good energy about him when people are around him? Do they feel inspired? What does that guy look like in the workplace? And then, you know, we've pictured him in, on the beach. I'm pausing for a second. I'm imagining this guy on the beach because I'm a bald man. So I imagine a bald man on the beach. Right then, I imagine this bald man going into the workplace, and people are like, "Oh, hey, Adrian's here. Adrian's here, guys. Let's get going. Let's get going. Adrian's here." This is how I imagine. <laughs> That's how I imagine this man. But what about in the most important place, in your house? Does this man does he smile easily when he comes in? Does he smile? Is his wife? Are his kids happy to see them? Do they greet him when he comes into the house? Is he like, "Hey, babe, babe, babe. Just just let me do take a couple take care of a couple things on my phone." or does he put his phone in a box, puts his phone, leaves his phone in the car. What other type of things do you see when when uh, the meal is happening? Is he distracted, disengaged or is he leading intentional conversations with his with his family? You know, these are three places where we spend a lot of time, in our houses, at work and then doing recreational things and I I really think it's important. As cliché as it sort of sounds to talk about imagery, Can you see the man in your mind's eye? You have to be able to see him, right? If you don't know what you're aiming at, you're going to hit that every time. In our group, we call it the positive end state. It's the place that you hope you will get to by the end of the journey. And that is why we always ask our guests, name the man, describe him. People need to visualize the person they're trying to become. You need to know that. Without a vision... Your motivation will fail you. You will start and then you will stop. I'd say give it four to six weeks, you'll be done. And so you have to be able to visualize it. The man that I'm chasing, I actually know what he looks like. He's the actor, Jason Statham. And I'll tell you why. Jason Statham is a bald man. And I've had a lot of insecurities growing up. I'm paralyzed in one eye. I only see out of one eye. And so my right eye, it wanders, it's lower, it gets bloodshot a lot, gets dilated a lot. And then when I was in grade 10, I started going bald. I remember first seeing Jason Statham, I think maybe in the Italian job. Um, And then he was in movies like The Expendables. And he's in some of The Fast and The Furious. And then he's just in a lot of like, he he kicks everybody's butt. And I remember like saying to myself one day, that's what I want to look like. I'm going to embrace baldness. I'm going to grow like soft goatee or uh, uh, some scruff on my face. I'm going to let it grow a little bit. And I'm going to get in really great shape. I don't know what that kind of, I don't know what Jason Satham's like in real life. But that is the man physically who I'm sort of chasing. And having that vision drives me, for example, to the gym. right? It drives me to work really, really hard to fill out my t-shirts. But I have a vision, at least physically. I have other vision of myself as a father. There are men in my life, great mentors I've had. And they're men who I'm trying to chase as well. And so I think it's so important that there's a vision. Once you have the vision of of who you're trying to become, then you need a plan. And that's why the second question I always ask every guest is give us 24 hours in your life because the plan is the thing that allows you to bring your vision to fruition. This is a question that I want to pose to you throughout the remainder of my time here today. Is the plan you're on the one that is going to get you to the idealized version of yourself? Is the plan that you're on the one that's going to get you to the idealized version of yourself? Let me give you a few attributes of the idealized version of yourself and a plan that can get you there. Because this is what you know. 27 guests, now these are men from all over the world, all walks of life, different careers, and yet there were some similarities in their actions. Let me just lay out four or five for you real quick. Number one, they all had solid bedtime routines, right? Their phones were off. They were getting ready for the next day, laying out gym clothes. They were trying to connect with their kids. In the last hour of the day, they weren't throwing it away. If they were watching television, they were aware it's going to be an episode, not seven, right? If they were eating something, it was it was part of their plan. They had saved calories. And so they had good bedtime routines. They were all also up early. Everywhere between, I think... Kyle Carnahan was 245, our earliest, and then, you know, maybe 6 a.m., some of the later risers, later risers at 6 a.m., but they were guys waking up early, and they had good morning routines. They were getting out of bed on purpose. It wasn't like, well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. They were getting up. They were doing something for their mind, whether it be uh, some mindfulness or reading their Bible. They were doing something for their bodies, maybe a cold shower um, or uh, fueling themselves, and then many of them had something like for their family, like some kind of act of service or intentional practice that was going to get them ready, uh, get get ready so that when their family woke up, they were ready to greet. Um, all of these men worked out. Different types, right? Some guys went to the gym. Other guys were like runners. Other guys uh, crossfit. Some guys worked out at home. But everyone was fit. Everyone worked out, all of them. Uh, family time was very important to our guests, right? It was either like in the morning Or in the evenings, but you could look at their schedules and say, yeah, that's family time. It wasn't like family time happens when I have time. They made time. Something else I observed, you know, in in a great plan that's getting you to your idealized version of yourself is that money, and we don't talk about finances that much. Our program is a 5 p.m. to 9 a.m. focus, but I got the sense that they were all driven financially secure people, right? Money was something they had taken care of. They weren't the type of people who complained about their jobs. If they were needing more money, they worked hard to get it. And then there was a level of intentionality around again, those hours between six and nine. They they set boundaries on their phones. You know, they ate dinner together. They had good, solid bedtime routines. No one was perfect, and if there was an area of struggle, particularly around phones or like taking calls, it was around this time. So I I'm, I'm, I'm cautious to say like, here's what they all did, but there was an intentionality around protecting family times. And then they all could point to like, this is bedtime. And I would say it this way. They were men who were, their days were full of intention. They lived on purpose. They had a vision and then they intentionally and purposefully put things into their calendar that were moving them toward becoming that person. And this is the number one thing that I have learned in in coming into an online business, in starting a coaching program, in living my own life, you have to live on purpose, right? What What, is, what does that mean? It means that everything you do, it has to have a reason why you're doing it. And, and I've been reflecting on this a lot. And it's brought me to this one last question, a question that I think, you know, when you journal tomorrow morning or or when when this podcast is over, ask yourself this question, is this the plan? The life you're living, even the thing you're doing right now, listening to a podcast, is this the plan? Is this plan going to get you to become that version of yourself? For me, that Jason Statham body with an emotionally aware, reflective heart for my family, is the thing I'm doing right now going to get me to that place? I think this is such a key question. Is this the plan? If you keep doing this thing you're doing, this habit that you're doing, will you become that version of yourself? I wanted to just map it out and make it real practical. I'm a practical guy. Vision counts. For sure, it's important having clear visions and painting powerful images. But without plans, without practicality, it doesn't mean much. So let's just think about maybe the hardest Hour or an hour, I think that has such key to unlocking potential. It's that last hour of the day. We call it start at night. We again are in debt to uh, the authors, uh, Dan Sullivan of The Gap in the Gain. They talk a lot about start at night. But look, let me just ask you that question Is this the plan? So you get the kids into bed and you collapse on the couch. Is this the plan? Then you lay there for two hours right? Is this the plan? Maybe you eat a whole bag of chips, a whole bag of chips, maybe some brownies. Is this the plan? And then, you know, maybe your wife goes to bed and because of some conflict that you're not resolving, you have to sleep in another room or you're sleeping in the basement or you're just like letting her go to bed before you. Is this the plan? Is this the plan? And then, you know, we actually have a guest our next week. We're talking with um, Frank Rich about porn. And so maybe, you know, after everyone's asleep, you, you look at something on your phone and I would ask again, is this the plan? You know, is this the plan? Is this going according to plan? Here's a better way. Here's a better plan for you, right? Your kids get into bed and then you pack your gym clothes. You can be so intentional about this, right? You can be so intentional that, about this, even this packing your clothes. Let me just say this piece. I pack certain clothes I have a certain, uh, I have three t-shirts. And when I put them on, I train better. Or at least I like go to bed excited to train. And I'm pretty sure there's psychological concepts around like athletes who wore particular shorts. I don't think it's superstition. I think there's a psychological benefit to training in certain clothes. To knowing you're going to be wearing a certain hat or certain wrist wraps or having a certain um, uh, preload. This is all part of the plan. This is the plan, right? My clothes are laid out. You know, maybe what happened during the kid's bedtime routine is you and your wife had a bit of a spat, so you go clear it up. That's the plan. <laughs> that's, that's the plan you want to follow. And then you both sit down on a couch, you watch an episode of a show together. During that, you eat whatever calories you have intentionally saved up, right? You've saved some calories, so it's not just you lying there starving, you've saved them. This is a great plan. And then you get into bed together, you've had a great time of connection, maybe you connect a little more. And the lights are off when you plan. See, these are this is a good plan. This gets you to becoming the man you want to be. It's on purpose. Then the next morning, you wake up. And this is what I heard from our guests. Things are done on purpose. When you empty the dishwasher, it is so meaningful. When you empty the dishwasher, it has power. Because you're serving your family. You take a cold shower, you're preparing your mind. Then you do some breath work or reading the Bible. Again, these things are intentional, and they're helping you become the man you want to be. Now, I'm not going to go through the entire day, hour by hour, but there's one time block I did want to highlight, and that is from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., the hours between the end of work and when your kids go to bed. Jim Ramos, one of our guests, said to me, between 6 and 9, what you do between 6 and 9 is what they're going to write on your tombstone. And so you have to have some plans. Like, look, a lot of guys hire fitness coaches. But you won't make some intentional plans around how to lead your family. This this baffles me. You have a golf coach. People have golf coaches, but not like family coaches. Or, or at least think about it with some intention. And look, you don't need to make plans around family time. And that's fine. You, you can wing it. But then stop complaining that your kids won't get off their video games and their iPads. right? If, if your kid's playing video games and, and refusing to get off Call of Duty or Minecraft and having tantrums when you call them off, if that's part of your plan, then so be it. But I think these are hours that you really can live on purpose. I'll give you one quick example. One example of those hours is extracurriculars. right? Everyone's under pressure these days have their kids in like 47 activities and the kids are exhausted and worn out. But hey, kids got to do activities. I have three boys. Without activities, my sons will go crazy. But you can be intentional. So intentional around extracurriculars. For example, we have a family meeting. The start of every season. And a rule we've come up with, the kids get to do one sport or activity per season. Right now it's soccer. In the winter it's skiing. In the fall it will be cross country running. And we have family meetings, so we're intentional. Now, look, dads, moms, if you're listening, the best way you can be intentional about extracurriculars is on the drive. The drive is like money time. You can be intentional. When I talk to Dem- Dennis Maralta, one of the things he says he does with his kids is they'll play a song. And when the song's over, like, you know, one of his songs his kids like, they talk about the lyrics a little bit, right? It's, it's, it's some intentional time where it's not just a song playing and you're sitting there in silence. Afterwards, you might ask one question. Hey, why do you think the artist wrote that song? I do this with my sons all the time. We just came back from soccer practice before I recorded this. I said, what was the highlight of practice? They answer and that's it. And then we went out and got an ice cream. <laughs> it's not like I'm leading them in uh, intense uh, interpretive work about the, uh, the, the, the nature of life. It's just something with intention and drive some conversation. How else can you be intentional around extracurricular? Volunteer. Like jump in, be the coach. And then afterwards, lots of encouragement. Talked to Brendan Wall in one of our uh, episodes, and he said, you know, dads are great at being corrective after, you know, Little League's over. They're they're great at being corrective. And one of the things he says he intentionally does after a game is actually says nothing or nothing about the game. They talk about other things. And again, it's a form of being intentional. I think you can be equally intentional around bedtime routines, around dinner routines. You know, reach out to me on Instagram, men of bedrock, and I'll, I'll send you our plans. I would love to give you some intentional plans that help you become this version that you're trying to become. And so I think that's it. In 27 podcast episodes with some excellent guests, guests who I was honored who would come on our show, I've learned that you have to do two things. Number one, you have to have a clear vision. Sketch them out. Sketch that. Even imagine the soundtrack. Of you, when you walk into your house, does, what, is the fam, what soundtrack accompanies you? Like when I walk into the house, is it like the Jaws soundtrack? You know, like my kids hear as I arrive at the house, right? Like who knows what daddy's gonna bring? Are we about to get by daddy who had a rough day and he's gonna like take it out on us? Imagining the soundtrack can also be a powerful part of the vision of the man you wanna be. And so I think you have to have this clear vision. We even try to make this really visual for our guys. We I'll put up like Canva, uh like the the where you can design things like literally on our calls and say like let's pick the silhouetted image of the man we imagine. Is this man standing on a mountaintop? Is he holding a, you know, a, a barbell above his head? Is he hugging his wife? What is the image of the man you are trying to become? What does he look like? Can you see his face? How does he dress? And then your calendar needs to be filled with activities that intentionally and purposefully move you in that direction. You fill your calendars. Show me your calendar and I'll show you what you value. And so I want to end with a very quick story. I was walking this morning with one of the guys who are in our group and he was telling me this funny story about, uh, you know, years ago, he, this is something we do in Ontario. You go plant trees. Maybe they do it in other other provinces or states or whatever you you go up north in northern Ontario and and for the whole summer you plant trees they like give you these like uh, imagine like a cowboy with his gun holsters except they fill those holsters with trees and you literally like plant tree after tree after tree the bugs are terrible. Now I'm an outdoor person but this doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> you know it's hot, filthy if it rains you go if it's boiling hot it goes the the, the black flies are crazy you sleep in a tent. And you're paid by the tree. People who tree plant are paid by the tree, and so on a on a day when you really work, you can make three hundred bucks. And for a student, university, that's a ton of money. If you don't work as hard, you might only make a hundred bucks. And it's it's depending how hard you work. And and it's mostly university students, right? It appeals to people who are like outdoorsy or adventure seekers. But um, my friend Dan was telling me this morning that there were these two fathers who came every year that he was there. Two fathers from. Uh, a country in Africa, and they just schooled everybody. They would plant double what everyone else, what all these university students would plant. And why? It's because they had a vision of who they needed to be. They needed to be family providers. That was the vision. And so every tree they put in the ground wasn't money in the bank. It was food in their children's stomachs right they knew who they needed to be and then their days were filled with action that were intentionally bringing that vision of themselves to fruition i don't know if they would have articulated it like that but that's what it was and so if you asked them hey is this going according to plan you know you covered in bugs filthy cold <laughs> hot whatever it was is this going according to plan and they would have answered hell yeah And I think that's what it means. You have a vision for your life. This is what life is all about. And then you work that plan until you've achieved it. And so I want to thank you for listening. Until next time, as I've been saying, keep living on purpose.